Welcome to yet another episode of Randomality at its finest. I am joined today again by my good friend Christian Watson. How's it going, Christian? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good. I'm so glad that you're back. Unfortunately, the last time I had you on, that was when we started experiencing our audio issues, of course. <laughs> and we've been going through the hassle of trying to finally get a good time to meet up again. So I'm glad it's finally happened. Yes. I, I know well. the, the, the very last time you were going to come in, uh, uh, audio issues, the time after that, there was some other issues. So I'm glad that we've finally made it back to the <laughs> point where we can uh, sit down and talk. Um Really quick, I want to address just to anybody who listens to my podcast at all, I want to apologize for the inconsistency. Um, I was planning on trying to get into doing some like weekly word episodes, which were episodes where I was just going to cover a topic. But then unfortunately, I realized that that is not something I'm very good at. I'm not good at talking into a microphone about subjects without somebody else to talk to. So I'm not going to put out a product that I don't think is good. So I decided not to do that. Um, And unfortunately being a college student and having an almost full-time job it's a little difficult to try to work around people's schedules and get people in so i think for now it's i'm just gonna pull it back to safely say that i probably won't do a podcast every week it'll probably be more of a every two to three weeks kind of an ordeal um i i want to make sure that the quality is there i don't want to push a quantity i want to push quality so um Christian, I appreciate you allowing me to cover that really quick, uh, and then we can get right into this. Alrighty, so anyway, um, let's get right into it, Christian. Uh, you and I are big hip-hop fans, and I really enjoyed talking about hip-hop the last time that you came in. I don't really have a lot of people I get to talk about hip-hop with, so I'm fortunate to have you on again. And I was recently challenged, I, I know I've told you about this, but I was challenged to make a uh, my personal top 500 hip-hop artist of all time list. Um, I'm going to break down my top 25 for you. Okay. Um, but before that, I want to explain some of the process of making a top 100 list. <laughs> um, the fun part about it is you get to rank people, obviously. It's nice to be able to feel like you're putting people where you des- where you think they, they belong and deserve to be. But I will tell you, after you get past a certain number, pretty much 25, it gets to the point where it's, like, very difficult to weigh. Yeah. For example, there there are hundreds and hundreds of hip-hop artists. There's no possible way for me to have listened to every single hip-hop artist. And I know that there are many that deserve to be on the list, but it's very hard to know where they rank if you haven't listened to them. Um so that was one of my biggest struggles in creating the list, uh, just trying to get in everybody who deserves to be on there, but also putting people where I think they de- they deserve to be. Um, one thing I will note, just after I made the list, I started getting into an artist called The Game. I don't know if you've listened to The yes, Game at I all. I put him at a really poor spot on my list. If I look here, let's see. I think I put him at like 50, oh, wow. 47. And obviously, now that I started listening to him, I would put him way higher. But um, I figured I'd just leave him there for now and just explain that he obviously deserves to be higher than 47. Um, So, again, that kind of goes to prove how difficult it was to put the list together. If I haven't heard somebody like the game, I don't know that they deserve to be higher than that. Um, 
But having said that, I want to break down my top five, which we went over, I think, the last time on our last podcast together. Um, and I don't think it's changed at all, but my top five is Eminem at number one, Tupac at number two, Biggie, number three, Nas, four, and Jay-Z, five. I don't remember if you had any disagreement with that or not. No, um, my top five was a little bit different. We did have a lot of the same top five, but no, that's a solid top five for... And then going from six to ten... I have Andre 3K or Andre 3000 at number six. Some may say that's a little high, but I really like him. I think he's a really good artist. Um, I have Rakeem at number seven, Scarface at number eight, Ice Cube at number nine, and Snoop Dogg at number ten. Now, I will say I struggled with... How did... Um, why do you think Scarface should be number eight? Here's my thing. Recently, I've been getting really into Scarface... I I don't know if it was just because I'm on a recent like Scarface high, if you will, yes. or if it's just like I actually believe he he belongs there. If someone were to put Scarface at number thirty, I don't think I would complain about it. But this is just for me. He's in my top ten. Okay, I just think he's fantastic at how he relays a message and how he puts together an overall song. Um, but anyway, uh. I I was I was wondering if you thought I should move Snoop Dogg up. I've been battling with that. Yes. I I wasn't sure if I wanted to put him a little higher or not, so I ended up putting him at number ten. But I feel like he could easily be number six on the list. Yeah. Um, I've... a lot of people would disagree with my Ice Cube placement, but I think he belongs right there where he's at. <laughs> yeah, Ice Cube is definitely definitely belongs in the top ten for all that he's done in the rap game. Um, at number 11, I have DMX. Number 12, LL Cool J. Number 13, Jadakiss. Number 14, Method Man. And 15, Lupe Fiasco. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. Okay, just making sure. I don't want to mess it up. <laughs> um, and I haven't heard a lot of Jadakiss, but I, as I was making this list, I was kind of looking at a bunch of other lists Um like online just to make sure that I wasn't forgetting any crazy big names that I'm, you know, just leaving out. Um, and a lot of people had him ranked really high and I've listened to some of his music and it's good. Um, I think I actually have him a little lower than a lot of lists had him. I think a lot of lists had him around 11 or so. So I don't know, I guess you could argue that he might not be in the right spot there, but again, this is all kind of perspective um at 16 i have little wayne i contemplated moving him up a little bit more but i really think that he's good there i had him way higher you had him way higher (laughs) a lot of people have him in their top five yeah i'm not that way i i think he's good but i think he has his times where he gets a little too into the auto tune and i'm not a fan of that myself Okay. I understand a lot of people like it. I don't dislike the idea because I think he does it well, better than a lot of artists. Um, but I just think sometimes he does some of those little things that have just made it. And again, we're we're I'm critiquing like little tiny aspects, Everybody given that this is the top twenty five. Yeah. Um, I have Redman at seventeen, Cool G Rap at eighteen. I know that's kind of an odd pick, but. I think that they belong on the list. 
I haven't listened to much of Cool G rap, so I um, I have be able to. Common at nineteen, Black Thought at twenty. Um, I will admit I have not listened to a lot of Black Thought, but I've heard of him, and I know that he is very important to the hip hop community. And um, I just feel like he definitely deserved a top twenty role. Have you listened to a lot of Black Thought? No, I have not. Okay. And then I know a guy you are familiar with that I have at number 21, Slick Rick. Yes. The way that he puts together his storytelling-like lyrics, it's it's gorgeous. Not many people can keep up. Um, Lauren Hill at 22, E-40 at 23, Big Pun at 24. And I decided to make a big move and put Busta Rhymes at 25. <laughs> I don't know why. That's not a bad. That's not a bad choice at all. I don't know why, but I felt like if Bust is not in top twenty-five, I don't know anything. But I honestly think that you should have Tech Nine on your top twenty-five list. That you're right. Do you have him on your top one hundred list? I do. Yes. Where do you have him? Let's see. I have him thirty-four. He's close. Uh, He's close. I know. I know. But he's here. Here's my thought process, though. I can't put Tech Nine ahead of Lauren Hill. Why? Because Lauren Hill is the per- one of the people who created hip hop for women. Okay. Very, very important. That is very, very important. She's very, very good at rap. So she, I can't see she, myself putting she. him ahead of her. <laughs> I can't now. Okay, you could argue somebody like I don't know. Like you could even argue. E40, maybe Tech 9 might be better than E40. I could see moving around. Again, like I said, <laughs> very difficult to fit all these people in because people who deserve, people who I haven't listened a lot to. Um, and then I went ahead and put in some honorable mentions here or some notable kind of picks. I put Kendrick at 26. The very next guy off of top 25 is Kendrick Lamar. Okay. Um, I, I actually did put Tech 9 at 34 as one of my notable locations. But Dr. Dre on my top. 100 list put him at number 40 now a lot of people say that he's not a rapper here's here's the thing that i have to say about that he may not have been most successful as a rapper given that he's done a lot of um the mixes and the audios for much more popular songs but i want to just point out that his album the chronic was one of the greatest in my opinion (laughs) hip-hop albums ever and that, and he kind of like, even in one of his songs, he said, one more platinum plaque and hip hop, you can have it back. You know, he literally basically just put out one album, said, here's what I can do, and then <laughs> I don't want to do it anymore. So I, I think he's deserving of being in a top 50 list, no doubt about it. Also, he was definitely a part of like one of the greatest like rapper groups. Oh, yeah, NWA, yeah. So he definitely created had, the game, yes, very important. A big part um, of the rap game. Then I have two honorable mentions that this one I kind of struggled with, and a lot of people probably give me grief for struggling with it. I have Little Kim at 42 and Nicki Minaj at 43. You have Little Kim above Nicki Minaj? Yes. It was very hard to decide. Uh, I had those two flipped around several times, <laughs> but but I ended up just leaving it with with Nicki Minaj one rank lower than Little Kim. What was like the deciding factor of that? 
You know, I'm going to be honest. The only deciding factor for me was that little Kim was around when Biggie Smalls and Pac were around. That's the only. So she came first. Exactly. Okay. And she kind of built what we know today. Um, so I don't know. I guess I've, I've given a lot of artists some brownie points for being part of the building and the constructing. That brings me into Joyner Lucas, who I have at number 60. And the reason I say that brings me into him is because I feel like he's building for the next generation of rap along with Kendrick Lamar. Um, And one guy that I haven't listened to a lot who capped off my list is Denzel Curry. I have him at number 100. Oh, wow. Now, I haven't listened to Denzel Curry. I didn't even know that he existed until I started looking at lists. And I'm like, this guy's on a lot of lists. That hurts very much. So He he literally... um just won an award for being um there was like this contest where people were voting to see who was the most lyrical rapper of 2019 mm-hmm. and just he versus j cole were like the two top finalists so let me ask you won. if you were to rank him where would you put him denzel curry yeah mm, uh, he would definitely for me personally he would definitely be in my top 50 top 50 yes and again, he was kind of a last-minute thought, so it was like, oh, we're, I'm just going to throw him on there because I haven't listened to him. Yes, he is very, very, very So I'll have to lyrical. keep that in mind if I ever rearrange this list, if it's even worth taking my time to do so. It was it was quite the task, let, let me say that. And my sister, for some reason, has it in her head that um, uh, Brockhampton, I don't know if you've ever heard of them, she she was like, oh, they they deserve to be in top fifty. I'm like, no. <laughs> for her, I put them in my top one hundred. But I'm like, you're lucky that they made that list, yeah. Because to me, they don't even make the top one hundred list. But you know, <laughs> given that we're talking about hip hop, I think it's only right that we mention Juice World, um, in his recent passing. I know that you were a very big fan of his. Very very big. His music is definitely helped like get through different difficult times and yeah he definitely was he he almost was creating i won't say a new genre because he was definitely a hip-hop artist but i know that when i first discovered him or when he was first presented to me i know that i i'm sure you remember this i said i don't know if i can get into his music because it's so different yep it really was just like different than anything i've heard i wasn't sure if i liked it the more i listened to it the more i'm like oh okay this is pretty good um and some of his songs i wasn't super into um but a lot of the bigger ones for some reason they just once i heard them i i had to put them on my playlist and i had to listen to them because they were they were good they were really catchy they they had good content in them and um i'd say that the neat thing about music is that Little little do you know, or maybe you do know as an artist, but your music is probably helping somebody through something that they're going through. I mean, I'd say that he definitely did that for a lot of people. So I, I did want to mention him in this podcast, not only because he's somebody that you say that helped you through times, um, but just in general, I think it's important that we note um, his name and kind of give off a a last minute rest in peace to juice world is there anything else you wanted to say about juice world um i actually wanted to talk about have you heard 
because I kind of talked to you a little bit about this last night. Um, the song called "It's All Bad." Have you heard of? Heard I of have that not. Song at all? Okay, so um, Juice World on his Death Race album um, did a song with a young artist, young and new artist named Clever. Okay. And Clever really blew up off of that track. I think I remember you telling me about this now. This is coming back to me. Yes. And um, so Clever and Juice World were really, really close and obviously good friends. Mm-hmm. And Juice World or Clever on Christmas released a song called It's All Bad, talking about Juice World's passing and just the things that he's he had been dealing with and struggling with and going through. And it's a really, really good song. I'll have to you check that out. Check that out before you, you before you leave. I'm gonna have you write that down so I don't forget the name of it because okay. otherwise I'll forget. Um, and one one other thing I did want to mention is obviously Juice World did pass away from drug use. Um, and one message that I think that this should send to everybody: his death and so many past others' deaths to drug use is. My question to everybody is how many more great people do we have to lose? You know, and I and I know I said this to you the other day. Um but I think at a certain standpoint we need to realize that some of these these drugs that we're using and I don't want to sound like that old boom okay boomer, you know, I don't want to sound like a boomer who's like uh, cut out the drug use, you know, but like seriously some of these drugs, what they're doing to our communities and to these great people, like it's taken so so many people we've lost to drugs. Um, and I just wish that they were still around to send out their message and and create their art. You know, people like the Mac Millers of the world, Juice Worlds of the world. You know, it's it's just unfortunate that we've lost this many people to drugs something as silly as drugs something that you choose to do i mean i understand that a lot of people have addictions and problems to that and that's not a choice obviously um but i think that this could be a good point for generations coming not to try that you know what i mean it definitely has sparked up some of that topic and conversation in the rap community (laughs) And I have seen quite a few rappers that have came out and said after Juice World's passing, like they're done with these hard drugs that. Well, and I think lead to that. This this should be a a good reasoning for the conversation that we're having, and the reason being is Definitely. I don't remember who said it. I was recently listening to somebody. I wish I remember who it was, but they were talking about. The reason that people try drugs is that conversation in their head, right? So, for example, if you have in your mind how you're going to react to a certain situation, then usually that's how you react to a situation, right? Well, if you haven't planned out how you're going to react to a certain situation, then you kind of make a last-minute kind of ditch effort thought. So I think it's just important that people get in their heads, okay, if I'm offered to do these things, how am I going to, how am I going to handle this situation? And if you do decide to do drugs, then you need to realize what path you're heading down and you need to understand kind of, there's going to be, there's going to be 
bigger obstacles if you choose to say yes to that item than there would be if you said no. Sure, you may be laughed at if you say no, but trying not to do the drug again and again and again and again and again is going to be a bigger and harder obstacle to overcome than maybe the slight laughter by the people that you've just told no to. Um, so that's kind of my overall message that I just think it, send, it should send to people is maybe we need to be more cautious about these drugs that we're doing. And there are plenty of people who would argue those drugs are okay if you do them in low quantities, right? If you say you only did something like that like three times in your life, okay, sure, if you can, but but that's not the, that's not the issue. The issue is once you do it once, usually it seems to me like people get sucked into this repetitive nature of doing it. If you don't have a strong enough exactly will to stop, yes, and that's what I mean by obstacles. If you try it, you're going to be dealt with the obstacle of having a strong mental makeup controlling yourself um which is not something that a lot of people especially at a young age when they're exposed to those things necessarily have so i just want everybody to kind of try to think about that um i'm not trying to change the way people live their lives or anything i just think it's an important message that this should send us um if you had anything else to add to that if you disagree no no okay cool um I know, as we talked last time, you're a big Dax fan. <laughs> yes. I'm growing very fast on the Dax train. Um, he recently, not super recently, but pretty recently, he put out the song, Dear God. Um, I just want to say, that song is fantastically put together. It reminds me a lot of the Hobson, Illmind, what was it, 7 or 8? Yeah, 7. Um, it reminds me a lot of that, but it's different. And I just really appreciate the fact I'm I'm a I'm a religious person. I believe in God. Um, and I think it's nice that he's kind of making it more acceptable for rappers to talk about those things as Hobson did. Um, you even look at Kanye West, who's randomly all of a sudden making what, what kind of music is he doing now? Uh, more of like kind of like gospel, gospel. yeah yes, yes. And so chance the rapper has also been uh a little more religious that has included his so i think it's it. neat that they've started that wave where it's now acceptable to do that because before it was not acceptable to do that um, but that's not the only reason i like the song the song in general is very relatable everything he says in there are things that you can think to yourself if you're a religious person wow i've struggled with the same thought yeah i've struggled with these same ideas um, and the way he ended it was very nice too. I really liked the ending touch. So the song itself, I thought was very good trending in the right direction for Dax. And last time that we spoke, my biggest criticism of him, of him was that he was too Hollywood. Um, he was too, he was trying to build up the drama for his thing. And yep. then he, he had the women in there. Too corny, so yeah, it was I too believe. corny. <laughs> Um, and I definitely think that this is in a direction of just him. You know what I mean? And like I like I said, I think if he just gets on a track and he wraps his heart, then people will listen. Yes, He definitely. doesn't need to build it up with all these corny little, like, <laughs> Instagram videos and cutscenes. and. Well, did you see his, like, building up to releasing Dear Santa? I did not. With, um... 
his picture as himself as Santa Claus, and his picture of himself as the Grinch. Yeah, I didn't see that. I, I haven't watched that that music video yet or heard that song. Is it good? Oh, it's amazing. I should check it out. And then he also released Rap God 2. I very much enjoyed that song. It was very good. Um, I have no negative notes on that. Uh, but self, Self-Proclaimed 3, I especially love that song. That was the one about self-manifestation and whatnot, right? Correct. The message in that song is gorgeous. And I think he actually lives his life by that motto, which is kind of neat. Um, it's obvious that he believes if he says he's the greatest, then people eventually will say that about him as well. Um, and I don't know that I will ever say that he's the greatest, but he's certainly working his way up to being he's definitely, a name. Yes. Um, and I think just that attitude For, of saying that it will happen, you continue to work at it. Um, for how new he is and upcoming, I definitely say he is doing an amazing job of building this fan base and getting his name out there in a positive way. I certainly appreciate the way he's doing it now. And I know that he made a song, oddly enough, shortly after our podcast. I know I talked to you about it. I was freaking out because I was like, man, I wonder if he listened to our podcast. We both (laughs) decided it's not likely, but um, he made, oh, what was it? It was about Tupac or something. I don't remember what it was called. Mm, I don't remember what it was called. Um, but basically that song, he was talking about how he got away from himself. And he he was living in Hollywood, I think, at the time. Um, and he was talking about how he's going to focus on doing him and being more real. And it, it was just interesting timing. Um, maybe I wasn't the only person saying those things. And maybe he kind of realized, hey, this isn't me. And I am kind of being a little cheesy about this. Um, and I honestly, ever since that moment where he put out that specific song saying that he's changing, he's and I even noticed after that, he started whispering Dax. He did. You know how he used to say Dax really loud. Now he kind of whispers it. Huh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. If you pay attention, go. I forget what what was that? <laughs> what was that video I said was corny? Um, so self-proclaimed too, I think. He, it was the one where he's Thanos in it. Yeah, I don't remember which sure one that, that was. was self-proclaimed after too. that one, the very next song after that, if you listen, he starts whispering that uh, that's Dax or it's Dax or whatever his his saying is. He starts whispering it or saying it quietly. It's like he's humbled. I don't know. It's almost like he's trying to show that he's humbled himself or changed or he's changing his image. I don't know. Whack-ass rappers too. That's what it was. Yes. <laughs> That's what it was, yes. Um, everything after that has been quiet. Now, I don't know what that's supposed to represent necessarily, but I definitely have noticed that he's changed. And I love every song he's put out ever since. Every single one has just been insanely good. I I don't know what more to say. There's not really much more to say. Like, just Keep it coming just because it. I love it. For real. That's what I You're say. Going off, Dex. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've been seeing around the rap community. I watch a lot of uh, channels that react to uh, hip hop songs. I don't know why. I just like gaining other people's perspectives on songs and things going on in rap. Um, and one of the topics that I saw was that apparently it's going around that Logic isn't considered a rapper. 
I do not understand how that can A be. lot of people are saying that he... I don't, I don't even know what their argument is. They're claiming that he's not good at rap. Any, I, go ahead, sorry. That doesn't have you listened to any of his, like more recent-ish music even that came yeah out. like his like song Homicide, with eminem isis yeah both of those songs he went completely i don't know off. how you listen to okay so homicide the uh the chorus in there um is so fast that it's literally the length of the normal verse for some rappers <laughs> like I don't know where people are getting that. I understand like some of his messages. Some people see them as corny, or they see them as one eight hundred. Yeah, how is that? Well, not that one specifically, <laughs> but a lot of people find it to be preachy and kind of like I don't know. I don't personally feel that way. I just have heard people claim that he is preachy. He's a little cheesy with his lines, um, and I understand where they get that from. And and also, I know he's gotten a lot of grief, as he even says in the song Homicide, that he sticks to one rhyme scheme a lot. Um, he kind of picked at himself on There's that. There's definitely a lot of rappers um, but, today that do that, though. So, But my thing is, is that, like, first of all, how that would disqualify you from being a rapper, I don't understand. But, I mean, sure, that could be, like, a little thing that you could work on, but... In my mind, Logic is a fantastic rapper. The way that he he can spit fast, he can spit with the beat. You know, he's got good lyrics. I don't understand it. And he can freestyle. He can freestyle while solving a Rubik's cube. <laughs> I watched uh, one of his freestyles. I don't remember. He was on like a podcast or something. He was solving a Rubik's cube while they were throwing out random words for him to freestyle off of. And he See. solved the Rubik's Cube twice, I think, in like 30 seconds without even looking at it once. See how many rappers are doing that? <laughs> Not many. Come on. Not many. Who's that That hip-hop artist, Los... Is it Los King? Have you heard of him? I have not. Recently, he had a freestyle that came out. I had never heard of him either. It was absolutely phenomenal. Like, I kid you not, this dude spit for, what, eight minutes straight? Oh, wow. Just, no, like, I'm not even kidding. You have to listen to this when you <laughs> go home. I swear to you, it is the greatest freestyle I've ever heard in my life. This man went from just, like, he kind of got warmed up at first, and then they changed. He did three different beats, and he got, like, straight, he got into this point at the end where he wasn't just rapping, he was teaching he was literally teaching people about things. And it's just like, I didn't want it to end. Wow. And unfortunately, I went and listened to his music and I didn't vibe with it quite as much. Oddly, I'm somebody who likes a lot of lyrics and I don't like slow paced kind of singy rap songs. And that's what a lot of his were. They were a lot of chorus heavy. And then he'd do a little verse and then repeat the chorus, chorus. So I kind of wish that he had some like more logic style songs, as a matter of fact. Um, and if you let me, I'm going to look up the name here really quick. Okay. Okay, it's his name's King Los. That's his name. Okay. And I'm going to show you a little bit of the video before you leave later. Okay. Because I swear to you, you will love it. Um, 
So, yeah, th- basically, end end of that thought is you need to check that guy out because he's insane. He's a newer artist. If you're looking for some new music, hopefully he comes out with something that's a little more my style because I really want to like him. But it's just a little slow for me. But if you're into that kind of music, definitely you would like him. I'll definitely he check him out. he is insane lyrically. It's it's awesome. Now we cannot leave this podcast without talking about Eminem versus Nick Cannon. <laughs> I don't even know where to start with the situation, other than the fact that let's clear up some things that I I think are important to be said. First off, what's his name? Charlie Click. Clips? Charlie Clips. Clips. Okay. He was on a podcast recently talking about this Nick Cannon situation. And I find it funny that he doesn't even know the situation well enough to be even talking about it. He was on the podcast and he said that Eminem came at Nick Cannon first with this new song. Now, that may be something that people believe, but it's not true. If you listen to T.I.'s recent podcast with Nick Cannon, it was just like three, four months ago, T.I.'s T. podcast, I forget what it's called. It's like Expeditedly or something like that. Yes. He had Nick Cannon on there. And Nick was talking about how he wants to fist fight Eminem. And he was talking about how he, he needs to see him in person to solve this issue and how Eminem's been dipping out and ducking out and ignoring him. To solve the, what issue? Like, well, the the Mariah Carey thing. He he asked, uh, he, he brought up the whole... Uh, way back in the past how they went at each other and he kind of ti brought it up in the way at which a good podcast host would be he's like you kind of went at it with the greatest lyricist ever you know in the past you beefed with them and then he kind of got into this whole weird i'm gonna fight eminem if he doesn't talk to me like a man kind of a thing which i understand what he's saying if I had an issue with a guy like that, I would want to have a sit-down, man-to-man conversation about it myself. But here's the thing. If he doesn't want to sit down with you and have a conversation, and then you start saying that you're going to fist fight him, I mean, is it really that far out of the out of the realm of possibility that he might write a line about you in one of his new songs? <laughs> and it's And quite frankly, if you read the line, it's not even really that insulting. To Nick Cannon, it's insulting it's to his insulting wife, to or his ex-wife rather, not his wife. So I want to get that misconception cleared up. It is not Eminem that started this. Eminem didn't randomly wake up one day and decide, "Hey, I'm gonna refire up my Nick Cannon beef." It was these podcasts that Eminem. Obviously, if you listen to Eminem's music, he is very aware of what people say about him. He is. It's like he's he's obviously got a lot of people around him, and he's informed when someone says something about him. He even, I was even brought, uh, something was brought to my attention in his song The Ringer, I think it was, where he says, um, something, something, can, uh, 21 guns can take staples out. Do you remember that line? Or a full clip can take staples out. Mm-hmm. He's talking about some random Twitter account who has a big following who insulted his last album. His name's Staples. <laughs> like, this dude literally knows anybody who's ever talked trash about him. So it's like, if you're going to talk trash about him on a hip, a very prominent hip-hop artist podcast, you're going to get some some heat. Like, it's not going to just pass over. So, yes. 
I don't like that Clips being somebody who is don't don't I don't think that Nick Cannon really expected to get the heat back in that way though. Probably not. Which is fair for him not to have expected, but then again, to act like you have been Mr. Angel and have said nothing about this for 10 years is a complete lie. And maybe Charlie Clips didn't know anything about that whole situation. It's very because it's not like he follows Nick Cannon around everywhere. <laughs> but I don't know. I just feel like if you're going to talk about the situation like that, don't lie. Yeah. And it was kind of funny. Or know the... If you listen to the podcast that he was on, he basically admitted to clout chasing. He he sat on there and said our whole plan was to bait Eminem. And then he said, Well we but we didn't us, the other the the other guys, the black squad, um, he said we didn't want to go at Eminem hard because obviously that's Nick Cannon's thing. He said once we got Eminem, we were gonna let Nick Cannon deal with Eminem, and then we were going to take on his friends who were going to come at us. He's like, even you saw Joyner Lucas made a tweet. I don't know. Did I yes. sh- share that tweet? He's like, that's what we wanted. We wanted to go after Joyner and people like that, his friends. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, two things. First of all, you just admitted to clout chasing because that's literally, you, you were saying you wanted him to, to respond. You were baiting him. Number two, you want smoke mm. with Joyner? Well, I don't. I, I I don't know if I would say that as clout chasing because I okay. think that's the only point I, of I'm putting sorry. out a diss track is I, to try and get. A let me let me explain someone. why I say that though. If you watch the whole podcast with Charlie, he mentioned several times about how he was doing this to gain attention. Okay. So, okay. I mean. Is it necessarily a bad thing to clout chase? No, because it gets your name out there. I mean, whatever. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to get your own name out there. Um, but that is what, when you whittle it down, that's what he was doing. That's what they were doing. Um, I, I think Nick Cannon was actually on this whole, like, I'm mad at Eminem thing. But I think the other guys literally were just using it as an opportunity to get their names out there. Um, which is fine, well, whatever. I don't know if they really need that opportunity to get their names out there. They, well, they all are. Well, that's what he said on the pretty big stars. That's what he said well on the known. podcast. He said a lot of people don't know about. Um, what what's the other guy who was on the Hitman Holler? Yes, him. Conceited. He he They're... said he said people don't know a lot about Hitman and Conceited. And he said this was our opportunity to get our name out there as to what we can do in rap music. In Yes, and rap music. Yeah, I know that they're they are not they're not known known, but and like underground rap battling. Oh yeah, they're like legendary. They are yeah. very very well known. High. That's their their battleground. Respected. Yes. Yeah. Um, but again, going back to their second thing that they wanted to achieve, he said that they wanted to get the people around Eminem. Well, let's go over who's around Eminem, <laughs> okay? Fifty Cent. I'm sorry, but. There's anybody that you don't want to be in a rap battle with is Fifty Cent. Now I don't you, want to be in any type of battle with Fifty Cent. Yeah, like <laughs> the the dude is literally he will bury anybody who comes at him lyrically or probably in real life. Um, Royce the Five Nine, quite possibly one of the greatest lyricists to walk the earth. So you want smoke with him? I don't think so. Um, Anybody who may have been on D12 who's still got Eminem's back, I'm sorry, but most of them are better than those guys in that field. I apologize for saying that. It's true. 
in rap beef. We'll say rap beef because they're not going to come on to a rap battle. There's a difference between a rap battle and like a, a diss, track. diss track song. And that's what beef. they would be doing. Because it's obvious after this very most recent Nick Cannon thing that he put out with going for the racist card. Yeah, to I me, it's obvious Eminem is not last. Eminem is not coming onto the show. It's that thought's over. Um, so so we've got Royce Five Nine, Fifty Cent, D Twelve. Now we got Joiner Lucas. You're telling me that that's what you wanted to achieve? You wanted Joiner Lucas? I, have you listened to this guy, Joiner Lucas? He would bury those guys. You disagree? It depends on how they would go about their battle. I feel like if they were to go into their realm of battling, then... You mean like rap battle, face-to-face, making things up? I don't think they would. I feel like they would. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I would love... Joyner is amazing. I would watch that episode if he was on that show. I would most certainly watch it. Have Have you listened to... Have you listened or watched any of charlie clips hitman hollers or any of like the underground just battle rapping two guys standing in front of the crowd battle rapping Mm -hmm. they come up with some some fan yeah some good stuff amazing bars that like wouldn't wouldn't even go well in a song so i feel like yeah it all depends on where they battle it out yes I agree, but what I'm saying to you is I don't think it would be battled in their home court. I oh, think, yeah. I don't think it would. I think it would be battled over diss tracks, and I don't think that they want any of that. Yeah, that smoke. And all of the people that Joyner mentioned in his tweet, I mean, I don't see J. Cole coming out like he mentioned in his tweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kendrick, I could see it. You see Kendrick coming I, down the. I could see Kendrick come down to support Eminem, and here's why. If you look at where Kendrick comes from, Kendrick was brought up by Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre obviously is a big supporter of Eminem. Uh, if you know Kendrick and Eminem well, you know that they've been on songs together. Um, which leads me to believe that I don't think Kendrick Lamar would be okay with somebody saying that Eminem, who we all know is very important to the world of hip-hop i don't think he would be okay with somebody pulling the racist card like nick cannon has done pretending like he's not a lyricist pretending like you know all these little things i i so i think if some special strings were pulled by people i think kendrick would do it do i think that he's gonna go out on his own just come at him no I don't think he cares enough about the whole situation because even Eminem doesn't care enough about the situation to say anything other than a tweet and which was good enough to literally bury him in its own. So because he did the little clown emojis and then that's all the comments (laughs) were. They were just the little clown Uh emojis. The whole the whole thing is is interesting, but. I, I think every Eminem fan was just like, come on, Em, just put out one song, just bury him, be done with it, because we all want to hear it. Everybody was with but, MGK versus Eminem. Yeah, but if we're being honest, the disses weren't good enough for him to actually, because it's obvious what they're trying to do. They're trying to promote Wild Now. That's obviously what was happening. And then when it didn't work, Nick Cannon's like, okay, well, now I really want him to respond. So he made this super messed up. Uh, 
you said you didn't listen to the most recent one. No, I heard some so, things about it, and it just... So he pulled up nah. an old, really old song from when Eminem was 16 yeah. that talks about black women in a poor light. The same song was used by, um, remind me of his name, The one of the guys Eminem destroyed. Uh, it was used by one of the guys that Eminem was in a beef with. It was a guy that was in a beef with 50 Cent. Um, um, but that guy used the same thing. And here's the, here's the deal. I understand that the song itself was racist. There's no doubt about that. The song was racist. I mean, he said black girls are dumb. That's, that's what he said in the song. There's no getting around it. It's true. And I know it doesn't make it any better, but for people that don't know, the reason he made the song is he was in a relationship with a a woman of color. She broke up with him, um, and he was obviously quite upset about it. Uh, does that make it okay? No. Never in, in a million years would that make it okay. But that's the backstory to it, so we understand why he was mad. He was young. He was dumb. Uh, he apologized for it. If you ever listen to the song Yellow Brick Road... Uh, he apologizes directly in the song to anybody who it may have offended. And no, apologizing doesn't excuse the act, but it makes it, you know, it takes a lot to apologize. Um, it opens that area for forgiveness. And, and here's the thing. Since it was used in a battle before, obviously anybody close to him, if you look at the people around him, most of the people around him are black, okay? They're, he doesn't hang around a lot of white people. So obviously they've heard the song before and they've forgiven him. Um, a lot of people obviously in the community have forgiven him. So I don't think it's right to bring it back up and act as though, oop, got him. Like nobody's heard this before. So I think that alone was silly. I think he listed all of these prominent figures in black history, These all these prominent black women. Uh, it's like, I don't know, it seems like to me you're being really cheesy with that. Now you're just trying to make it like a, oh, I'm doing something for black people kind of a thing. Just the whole thing was dumb. He he had an ISIS book in the video. What? Yeah, it, it goes along with his, um, I think he's he runs a Islamic faith or some sort of religion. Um, and he had a book at which depict a depicted a male penis turning into a handgun at the very beginning. I'm not sure that it was an ISIS book. I heard it from somebody it was an ISIS book. Um, so some of the things he was using in there was really odd. Basically, what what the book is, is it, it basically says that if you're white, you have some inner racism that is not curable no matter what. Like, you're just racist, like, subconsciously. That's stupid. what the book that he was wielding says and talks about. Um, the funny part about that is that even if Eminem were to say, yeah, that was racist. Well, in the at the end of the day, if he hadn't said it, he's still saying that he's still racist. So what does it change? Does that make sense what I'm saying? Like that if he believes in what the book says, then even if Eminem hadn't said that in the song. Yeah. That he'd still be racist. So mm -hmm. what does that even achieve? I don't understand. Which I think that whole book is silly. I I don't think that that's the way things work. But I just think everything about that last song was gloves off. Last ditch effort. I'm going to throw everything I can. 
and it was just embarrassing. It was really embarrassing. Yeah, I think from the feedback that I've heard, it's definitely hurt his career more than helped it. Well, it's definitely caused a lot of attention. A lot of attention. But not all attention is good attention. And it has caused quite a bit of negative attention. I will say before I was a fan and I am no longer a fan. I, I don't hate him. I understand what he's trying to achieve. But to me, it was just kind of like, yeah, that's distasteful. Yeah. So I'm moving on. Um, The last thing that I kind of wanted Still to talk like about. Show, though. Yeah, it's a good show. <laughs> Unfortunately, now I feel as though out of spite, I don't want to watch it. No. Yeah. The, to go that far? I mean, <laughs> you really wanted him so bad? I don't know. It was to me. It was just annoying. If if he ever has a guest that I like, I'll watch. Are you still a supporter of Eminem? Yes, because he hates you since you're a supporter of Trump. Yeah, I know. I heard it. So, no. Well, let's let's you... do cover that. So, here's the funny thing about my my political views versus Eminem's political views. This is kind of my gotcha to Eminem. All right. So he he says. The, there's a line, none of my fans who side with Trump aren't with me. They're not my fans. Well, you know what? I get to laugh at them and say, free country, you can't stop me from listening to your music. I like your music and I have my political views. I don't really care what you think. Um, That's the way I look at it. He's my favorite artist. I don't really give a frick what his political views are. I don't care if he thinks that I'm not his fan anymore. I still am, so haha. But he doesn't, it's not even just the fact that he doesn't think that you're his fan anymore he straight up said he doesn't like like me. you he doesn't i don't care like that doesn't that's not something that i think is, it is a- an acceptable feature in someone that i can support <laughs> i understand i i get what you're saying i do but for me I really don't care. <laughs> I, I literally, I look at him and I say, that's cute. Ha ha. Okay. Don't care. <laughs> There's, what is he going to do? There's nothing he can do to stop him. You know, and I suppose it's his product. And if he really wanted to, he could hunt me down and make it so that I couldn't listen to his music. But he's not going to do that. Um, I think that he has a right to say what he wants to say. That's the beauty of the country. I think he has the right to feel so passionate about his opinion that he can tell me I'm not his fan or I'm an idiot for believing what I believe and I should be, you know, lowered in my stance as a human being. You know, I don't really care. Um, I have my views, he has his, and that's where I leave politics. That's, That's what I choose to do. I choose to leave it as a view. That's his view. I don't care. Hip hop is different for me. It's just different. It's not politics. It's different. If those are his political views, I am the type of person that even if he feels that way about me, I'm not going to stoop to his level and feel that way about him. It's just that simple for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can stoop to whatever level you want, but that's not me. I'm not going to do it. I'm still going to enjoy your music. I think that you're the greatest artist of all time. A lot of people disagree with me. I'll fight them on that conversation for you. You're welcome. Even though you might not want my my support, I don't care. I'm stubborn. (laughs) (laughs) The last subject that I wanted to cover 
with you here um, is Cardi B. Uh, something that has not been brought up enough in the past that really annoys me and really tweaks at my bones um, is the fact that Cardi B, I don't know if people know this, this might be a shocker to people, but she admitted on her own will on a video to drugging people and stealing their money. Now, now here, here, here's my thing. Here's the thing that frustrates me. Nobody talks about it. We've all moved on from it like it didn't happen. Let, let, let me ask you, if she was a dude, right, who admitted on a video to drugging women and stealing from them, that dude would not exist anymore. He would, he would not be allowed to say anything, to rap, to do anything. It's not, it's not only the fact that she's a female, it's also the fact that she's a celebrity. Oh yeah, celebrities get away like, with all, like, you even so look many, at Chris Brown, he's still prevalent after what he did to Rihanna. Yes. You know so what I mean? rappers that are able to get away with it's ridiculous. terrible crimes and, just because they have this status. And here's my thing, I, I saw when this, this whole Cardi B thing went down, you saw a lot of memes comparing her to um, Bill Cosby. Um, and a lot of people were immediately to her defense. Oh, it's not the same. She didn't rape anybody. Well, how do you know? How do you know that if if you're drugged and you're passed out and that's all she was willing to admit to live for no reason at all? Like, she literally just admitted this randomly on a video to everybody. If she hadn't admitted it, nobody would ever know. So that's as far as she's admitted to. How do you know she hasn't raped anybody while they were unconscious under her drugs? Yeah. You don't know that. You know, so I think just in that thought alone, it's scary. But to me, it's so annoying that people just like, oh, it didn't happen. You know, like she's on this on these TV shows and all these people put her name on there as, you know, somebody that they want to meet or a celebrity that they're um, fascinated by. Inspired by. Yeah. And it's just to me, it's like, really? Are we forgetting that she drugs people? Well, not anymore, obviously. And I understand hopefully. that. I understand. Yeah, hopefully. I understand that she came from a situation that was not ideal, right? She was not in a very good spot in life before she made it big. And But I'm sorry, but that does not excuse drugging people. You know the TV show that she used to be on, right? Which one? The Dinosaur Train. She used to be mm, on a... I don't think I ever saw that. She used to be on a kid's, like... Net TV show called Dinosaur Train, and it was like an educational TV show for kids. Interesting. Yeah, before Man, she well, was a rapper. Which which Paul brother was it that uh, filmed somebody in the Suicide Forest? Was that Logan Paul? What? You didn't hear about any of no. that? Oh boy, you've been living under a rock. Possibly. Well, my point was going to be he like was he was with Disney for a while, and they still play his shows all the time. Um, but yeah, one of those brothers filmed, they went to Japan and they have a, a, a forest there that's commonly known for people committing suicide in the forest. And he filmed the dead body of a person who had hung themselves themselves. And he, he was almost laughing around it. He claims that his laughter was, oh, it was nervous laughter. Um, I don't which understand I, how like, I don't know that situation could call them cause nervous laughter i don't know but in the end he filmed somebody's dead body and then decided to put it on youtube and 
the fact that we've also just kind of moved on from that and he's allowed obviously you're allowed to do what you want but the fact that anybody listens to this guy after that is just outstanding to me it's like really you you you're gonna he's still one of the most popular he has a podcast now i believe he's one of the most popular podcasts out there why why do people listen to people like this you know what i mean like we got Cardi B who can say what she wants and people will listen and follow. She influences people, even though she drugged people and took their stuff. We have the Paul brothers who do stupid things all the time, including one of them filming a dead person. And they've got massive followings. We got, and, and I don't want to paint the Kardashians as bad people, but they've said some pretty ignorant crap on their show. And people listen to them like blind goats. Like, seriously, it's insane. They just follow, like, the sheep. Why? Why do you let these people influence you so much? Is just my... I, I don't understand it. I understand allowing their opinion to maybe help flow yours. But you still need to have your own thoughts. But people listen to some of these people like like there's no tomorrow. And they don't deserve to be listened to. Yes, They shouldn't be listened to. It's crazy to me, man. Well, anyway, Christian, thank you for being on uh, this episode of Randomality at its finest. We're going to end it there with the confusing uh, thoughts on people who influence the world. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. It was great.